Ready to strike. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bar Silence. My name is Jameson, and I'm your host. Bar Silence is a show that's dedicated to exploring the very best video game music from past and present each and every month. If you haven't yet, head over to barsilence.com to find an easy link to subscribe on whatever your favorite podcatcher is, and if you're looking for the best 24-7 video game music radio station on the planet, check out 8 Beats Radio. This show plays there live on the first Tuesday of every month, and you can tune in by going to 8beats.co. You can also listen to this show on TerraPlayer.com, which is the premier location to hear a great variety of video game music and entertainment podcasts from some of the best creators on the internet. In this episode, we're going to be listening to the rocking, industrial, and mechanical sounds of the soundtrack to Command & Conquer Red Alert 2, developed by Westwood Studios and released in October of 2000 for Windows PCs. This 2.5D real-time strategy game serves as a sequel to Command & Conquer Red Alert, which debuted on PCs in 1996 and on the PlayStation in 1997. Both of these games follow the original Command & Conquer, which came out in 1995, and is often cited for defining and popularizing the real-time strategy genre. Some even going as far to call it one of the most important games released in the 1990s. The first game went on to sell over 3 million copies when you combine the sales across Windows PCs, Mac, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, and the eventual release on the Nintendo 64. Command & Conquer's plot helped to establish the concept of a war game that takes place in a similar world to our own, where two factions face off against one another in an attempt to collect valuable resources, build bases, and strengthen their army to destroy one another. Now, when the first Red Alert game came out in 1996, it was originally planned as a spin-off title. The story was intended to act as a prequel and to better establish the origin points of the original conflict. Instead, the game took on an alternate reality storyline, where in 1946, famed scientist Albert Einstein successfully develops a time machine and personally attempts to prevent the horrors of World War II. His chronosphere allows him to travel back to 1924 and prevent Adolf Hitler from rising to power in Germany. So, without Nazi Germany in the picture, the Soviet Union, under the rule of Joseph Stalin and unchecked by Nazi forces, ends up seizing land from China and invades Eastern Europe to begin an otherwise unavoidable World War II. The sequel, Red Alert 2, picks up following the aftermath of the Allies' victory in Moscow. Immediately after the war, the Allied nations place Alexander Romanov as a puppet ruler of the Soviets 
thinking of him as someone who will be agreeable to their demands of de-escalation. However, Romanov, aided by his trusted, psychic-powered advisor Yuri, ends up secretly rebuilding the Soviet army and plans an invasion of America, sparking World War III in 1972. Their swift and synchronized land invasion of the United States east and west coasts are followed by ground troops coming from Mexico and rapidly taking the southern mainland, leading to a multi-pronged approach that shocks an underprepared America. Following the classic command and conquer formula of opposing forces, this game allows players to either be an American commander attempting to defend the United States, or becoming a Soviet commander attempting to finish the job and complete the invasion. But before we get into more about Red Alert 2, let's take a listen to some of the absolutely incredible soundtrack that was composed by series regular Frank Kopacki. We started off this episode with a song called Grinder, which does an excellent job of setting the mood for this fictional version of World War III. We're going to keep some of that energy going with the track called Ready the Army and follow it with the absolutely killer track called Industrial Funk, which is definitely one of my favorites on this soundtrack. Then we'll keep our troops in motion and listen to Motorize and finish the block with a song called Power. This song's breakbeat like drums and super cool bassline is going to give you an unbeatable taste of some of the greatness of the soundtrack. All right, let's get into the music, establish battlefield control, and then I'll be back after that to talk more about Red Alert 2. Navigation systems ready.
In 1998, Electronic Arts acquired Westwood Studios and its sister company, Burst Studios, for $122.5 million. At that time, Westwood was actively involved in developing Command & Conquer Red Alert Retaliation for the PlayStation and Command & Conquer Tiberian Sun for the PC. So, development of Red Alert 2 was then handed to Burst Studios, which at the time was renamed Westwood Pacific. The game made its first appearance to the public at the E3 Expo in May of 2000, and then just five months later, EA and Westwood launched the game in October. It's important to highlight that this game, that presented the onset of World War III through a land invasion of the United States, was originally conceived as science fiction with a touch of humor, rather than a serious portrayal of events. Actually, the game's sense of humor and creative plays on the preposterous was one of its stronger suits. It gave the team some creative license to come up with some really unique units, military machinery, and characters that bordered on cartoonish villains despite being played by real actors in cutscenes. However, less than a year after the game's release, the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City took place on September 11th. I definitely acknowledge the cultural significance of this topic in our current global context. What's interesting, though, was how the world responded at the time. This event played an important role in prompting a cultural shift across the world in how different forms of media, including video games, approach subjects like invasions and terrorism. For example, the original Spider-Man movie's teaser trailer was removed from circulation because it featured Spider-Man catching criminals that were escaping a bank robbery in a helicopter between the two towers. The movie Zoolander removed the World Trade Center digitally from its skylines, and there was even a Jackie Chan movie about a window washer at the World Trade Center who foils a terrorist plot that ended up being cancelled entirely. Now, at the time this game was released, the promotional materials featured a menacing-looking character with an American flag reflected in the eyepiece and a full-scale assault of the New York City skyline happening in the background. So of course, this ended up taking on a completely different significance. The original box art even included a flap that opened up, depicting the same scene with a bold statement saying, the invasion has begun. And it also depicted a plane heading towards the Twin Towers. So yeah, clearly all of this has aged terribly. Even in our modern world, it's kind of a bad look. EA ended up having to provide distributors and retailers with all new packaging for the game in October 2001. Which of course is not cheap to do, but EA had to protect their investment from their latest big budget purchase. To do this, EA changed the artwork to remove the reflection of the flag, replacing it with a vague nuclear detonation, and then completely remove New York City from the background. Despite these changes, Red Alert 2's success was hardly affected at all. It remained one of the top-selling PC titles, shipping over 1 million copies within its first week of being available, and making nearly $30 million by the end of 2001. The success of Red Alert 2 can easily be attributed to Westwood Pacific's strategy of using the foundations that were established with Tiberian Sun. The game seamlessly integrates 2D sprites with 3D pixel renderings, creating environments that were not only more tangible and vibrant, but also boasted much higher resolution graphics. The game is also beloved for its innovative online multiplayer modes that allowed gamers to test their real-time strategy skills in private and public games, as well as tournaments against real players across the world. Anyhow, let's get into our next block of seriously great Red Alert 2 tunes. Up first, we're going to be listening to the song called 200 Meters, and then follow it with a song called Jank. This song plays during the loading screen sequences, which of course, how much you hear of the song depends on your computer. At the time, my janky Frankenstein computer was not that good, nor was my internet connection. So I actually probably got to listen to this one a little bit more than everyone else. The next track we're going to hear is called In Deep. When installing the game, the first thing you hear is this voice sample. Warning, military software detected. Top secret clearance required. Then this song kicks in with a slideshow style presentation giving you a background of the previous game. After that, to wrap up this block, we're going to listen to the mechanical-sounding, techno-industrial base-building banger called Burn, which is a killer track for plotting the destruction of your foes to. Alright, high speed, low drag. Let's move out, and I'll be back after that. Assignment received.
Since Red Alert 2 was released, it went on to become PC Game of the Year, and GamePro Magazine even called it the best 2D real-time strategy game since StarCraft. This game's legacy is also tied to its connection as being one of the last great releases by famed Westwood Studios. Because unfortunately not long after it came out, the studio was shut down and its employees were laid off at the hands of Electronic Arts. In February 2002, Westwood released Command & Conquer Renegade, which was a departure from the real-time strategy genre. That played instead as a first or third-person shooter, depending on the player's preference. Despite positive reviews, EA deemed the sales below expectations. Following this, Westwood released Earth and Beyond, which was an MMORPG for Windows PCs, which also received favorable reviews, but managed to fall short of the sales targets set by EA. Then, just four months later, in January of 2003, EA announced their plans to close Westwood Studios, a mere five years after acquiring a company that once held a 6% stake in all PC game sales. Needless to say, fans were outraged at the news, but nothing changed their plans and by March of 2003, all of Westwood Studios was closed. This of course included one particular employee that has relevance in this episode, the venerable Frank Klopacki. Frank got his start in video game music thanks to Westwood Studios, despite originally joining the company at the age of 17 as a game tester. His passion for music composition got him connected with the game's audio director, and he quickly got a chance to compose for the 1992 release of Dragon Strike on the NES. Clearly having made an impact, in 1994, Frank met with Westwood Studio leaders to discuss the soundtrack to the first Command & Conquer game. They wanted something unique and powerful to help establish the tone and feeling of the game. So, he leaned into musical influences like Ministry and Nine Inch Nails to develop the iconic industrial meets electronica sound that's been an absolutely definitive and critical element of these games ever since. Frank has credits for composing music for over 50 different games since 1991, including credits on Blade Runner, multiple Dune games, Pirates Legend of the Black Cat, Knox, Earth and Beyond, and many others. After Westwood Studios closed, Frank transitioned to becoming the audio director at Petroglyph Games, where he's contributed to a number of different games including Star Wars Empire at War, Universe at War Earth Assault, and even returned to the Command & Conquer series composing three songs for Red Alert 3. Additionally, he's also continued pursuing his passion for music by releasing solo albums and collaborating with his band, the Tiberian Sons. Alright, it's time to move out and finish things off for this episode with a final block of music. Up first, we're going to listen to the seriously rocking song called Destroy and follow it with the track called Blow It Up. Before there was Mick Gordon in video game soundtracks, there was Frank Klopacki, and this is an excellent example of why his music is perfect for these games. Then to follow that monster of a track, we're going to listen to Fortification and finish the block with Hell March 2, which is easily one of the most well-known songs from this game. This absolute powerhouse of a track is the sequel to Hell March from the original Red Alert. If you know this track, then you know exactly why a version of this song on YouTube currently is showing over 5 million listens. It's just that good. Alright, targets acquired. Let's finish them off, go for victory, and I'll be back after that. Main engines engaged.
Alright, so that's the show. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this industrial funky episode about the music from Command & Conquer Red Alert 2. If you want to interact with the show and tell me what you think about my selections in this episode, you can follow me on a variety of social media platforms. That includes Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and Blue Sky. Following the show in those locations are exactly where you can find great screenshots, artwork, music clips, and various information about the games that are featured in each episode. Check the show notes to follow along on your favorite platform of choice. If you're enjoying this show's selection of incredibly great video game music each month, please consider taking a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to this show, because I'd really love to hear what you think. Don't forget, you can go to barsalance.com to listen to past episodes if you've missed any. And of course, if you're feeling giving, you can always support Bar Silence on Patreon. For already subscribing, I want to thank the members of the Legion of EGM for supporting the show. Zoe, Alusa, and Cameron, I truly appreciate the three of you being part of this squad, and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to join the gang and become a member of the Legion of EGM yourself, you can subscribe for as little or as much as you want, and you'll get access to a bonus episode of awesome music each month. Be sure to check out the show notes for a link to learn more. I'd also like to thank friend of the show, contributor, and fellow VGM podcaster, Professor Tom of the Shujin Academy VGM Club. You can and should check out his show wherever you find podcasts, as well as on 8Bs Radio. To wrap this show up, I've got one final track to play us out. This song is a cool and funky track called Probing. Its acid dance inspired beat, paired with the grooving slap bassline, makes for a fun track that was surprisingly not in the game at all. Instead, it was exclusive to the original soundtrack that was released alongside of the collector's edition of Red Alert 2. Anyway, enjoy this final song, and as always, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.
Let's get out of here.